Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. All right, I'm talking with Matt Shub. Hello, Matt. How you doing? It's uh, exciting to get you on. We've had a uh, uh, a lot, lot of things happening this summer. I know you had a busy summer, and I'm curious what would, what do you want people to know if there's a headline about your accomplishments, the main accomplishments you've had in business and in life that would give you, you know, your credentials that people say, yeah, this guy's learned some stuff. You know, he's he's figured some stuff out. How would you? Uh, what would be the simplest way of getting that across to people? That you don't do it by yourself. It, it takes a team and uh, leading a team and pouring into other people and uh, investing in other people. And your, you know, your team and your success is only as good as your, you know, least developed person. I would say. Yeah, and so a team. What's the biggest uh, accomplishment you'd point people to that you feel like you've had that other people could understand where? You that you went out that you were most proud of that having a team allowed you to do. You know, so we we own a number of companies here in Northern Colorado. I would say one of the um, you know proudest or biggest accomplishments is uh, we've won a lot of awards. Uh, but one of the biggest awards that we've won as a company was uh, the Better Business Bureau uh, Torch Awards for Ethics, and it was actually one of the few awards. Um, where you have a totally independent panel of judges that are that are judging the company, uh, interviewing members of the company, interviewing members of the community that had interacted with the company. So I think it spoke really, um, you know, highly and and well to the the people that were looking to grow and develop within the company. Now you're saying there was a lot of competition in the ethics department. <laughs> you, you say. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe not as much in this business, but you know, I I share that just because like you know a lot a lot of awards. I, I wrote a book in 2011 about how business owners can win business awards, yeah. and you know, there's a process to it. A lot of them, not all of them. It's you know, if you can get in there and you can apply, you can have a good pitch and a good story. You're going to run a pretty good chance of winning the award. But like this one, we had nothing to do with. Like we we couldn't share anything with them. We were nominated independently, and the the community and our team was was really interviewed independently. So um, it was is a very pure award, I'd call it. So let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, you know, you can. I was told in sales early on that we're all in. You know, everybody's job number one job is to prospect. No matter where you are in the food chain of the company, you know, sales prospecting is your priority. Nobody escapes that, you know, helping helping the company find new business. But a lot of, uh, it's an interesting thing about awards. When you're not familiar with the concept, you would think, I would think, you know, uh, before I started doing this uh, podcast series and have gotten educated uh, from award winners, it's like, you know, if you want an award, you need to apply for it. It's kind of like one, one thing's, uh, I, I do with my short attention span uh, mind is I've always done photography for, you know, several hundred years. And uh, the way you win 
the way you win awards in photography is you have to go through the process of actually applying, you know, sending in an image, you know, so that you can be considered and you can't get your feelings hurt when you make a big effort one time and then you don't win it and you thought you should. And uh, then they come up with some stupid other choice and you get mad and go home to mama and don't, you know, like, like your kid, you take your ball home and don't play with anybody else again. You know, it's like, you can't do that with awards. You can't do that at business and sales. Nothing is promised. Nothing's guaranteed, but you got to be out there pitching, talking, making yourself, making people aware of you. So talk about uh, how, what would you say to people uh, that, that would wake them up and say, maybe I should put some, cause you know, when you're in business, you run ragged from morning to night. Uh, just, just, you know, people used to say, you know, why do you work so hard? Is you know, I always tell them, I said, it's because I'm dumb. If I knew, if I knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing, I wouldn't have to be doing all this stuff that appears to be wasted after I do it, you know. But in the beginning, you don't know what you don't know. You don't really know what you should be doing, but you know, you've got to attack because the right choice in the beginning will look about like all the other choices, you know, it'll have a little appeal and it's, you only find out it's the right choice by hammering it through, you know? And so we're run ragged doing new things, uh, uh, following up, solving problems. And then to take time out, like to think above, like elevate your things, like, you know, we're doing a good job. Why don't we uh, try and get some recognition and apply for some awards? <laughs> That's like uh, something you do later. And so why is that something people should think about doing now? Yeah, I think a really, really great question. Some misconceptions I think that I had as a new business owner is I would look out there at the awards landscape and was following a lot of companies that had won awards for a long time. And I said, you know, these guys, they've been in business longer than I have. They're a bigger company. They've got a better story. You know, why would anybody want to give me an award? And it wasn't until I you know, pulled the curtain back and understood how the, you know, the awards business and industry works is that like, they're looking for great stories. They're looking for companies of all shapes and sizes and scopes. And, you know, when I, when I won our first award as a company, it wasn't, it wasn't a, you know, huge national one. It was just a local uh, chamber award. The exposure that came with that for the minimal time investment and almost zero dollar investment it was very substantial. Like we directly earned business from that. And in each one of those awards, it's, um, you know, it's a little, a little honor badge. It's a little stamp that you can put, you know, on your business card, your website, your email signature. And, you know, I tell business owners like, Hey, you guys, you know, we're, we're busy. I understand it. You know, we're, we're 50, 60, 70, hundred hours a week. Um, just, just set aside 60 minutes a week to, go through the process of searching these things out and, and going after them because they, they don't find you. There, there's a couple of them where others can nominate you, but 98% of the awards we've won, we had to go find them and, and go after them. They're not just going to come knocking on your door. Yeah, that's a great uh, phrase and concept. Like these awards are not going to come find you. And that's what that's what people think. I know that's what I thought. For Of course, I was not in a business where we really got awards you know we were in sales and things like that but uh, mm -hmm. uh at the company level they would go for awards and they did but at my level you know never thought about it but when i did think about it i thought well you know you do such an outstanding job people notice and you get asked to do things and you get recognized but not so much you got if you want the awards uh 
you got to go looking for them. And where do you go look? You know, how do you know what kind of awards would be suitable for uh, uh, your business, your unique business? Yeah, no, really, really good question, too. So a couple of things that I did is, you know, I was just tracking the other companies. So where we live in northern Colorado, there were a couple of big companies, up and coming companies. And I mean, they seemed to be to be winning all of the awards. So I was following those those companies and kind of their news feeds and their social media feeds individually. So, you know, one step or approach would be look at look at other companies that that are earning these and winning these. Another thing is just depending on what industry you're in. Um, you know, we have a residential paint contracting, roof contracting business. So that's a direct industry where there's industry-specific awards. I'm also in, in the real estate industry as well. So totally different subset of awards with within there. Um, and then literally you can just jump on, you could jump online. You could type in, you know, your city, um, small business, type in your city, type in awards, cruising the social media and it's it's like one of those things right you, you don't see red corvettes on the road until you want to buy a, a red corvette and then that's all you see and, and it really was it opened my eyes i mean these things were just kind of floating right under the surface and and i just never recognized them until i started looking for them what percentage boost would you say you got from your first award and what percent of you know, the as you get, you know, like you've started several businesses, and I'm sure yep. you've gone through the process with the different businesses. What kind of boost have you seen from a winning awards and uh uh you know how it affects the bottom line? Yeah, so I, I love I love numbers and I love marketing. That's another thing yeah. that you know hopefully we'll have some time to uh, to get into. But I mean I'm very big on on tracking the the investments. So I remember um the first award that I won, and, and I don't know if this was luck. Um, but, but I've kind of tracked ratios, but literally I spent 45 minutes searching for it, applying for it, writing the write-up, uh, grabbing a testimonial, turning everything in Had a little bit of follow-up found out we won the award. And then it was, um, you know, just a little, a little icon, little logo. And I remember going out on, uh, my next sales appointment and this was back two, uh, three to four years into the business. So we were still fighting to build some reputation and, uh, was sitting with, uh, you know, really sweet couple and they're like, Hey, it's, it's between hiring your painting company and another painting company. And, you know, on paper, you're both nice guys. You both have a great presentation. You're both professional prices, the same, right? She's just, they're both checking off all the boxes. And they're like, one of the only things that we can see different is that, um, you know, this small business development center chamber award that right. you won, um, really, really spoke to us. And you now you have something that the competition doesn't. Um, and I'll tell you in the painting industry, residential paint contracting, um, I joke, you know, if you show up and you're, uh, you know, you're cleanly dressed, um, and you don't scare the wife, like you're going to steal her purse and maybe one of her kids, um, and you're not drunk, like you'll, you'll get 80% of the business. I mean, we are in a really interesting business where there's just a lot of riffraff, but that, that directly landed me an award. So I looked at, Hey, I spent, you know, a little less than an hour and landed an additional $4,000 of, of revenue. And, um, and that way, and that was pretty cool. So, I mean, that right there was that convinced me that was all I needed to keep going after this. Yeah. And I guess it's uh, subtle in a lot of ways. You don't always know that they notice that on your site or in your literature, your marketing thing. Let's follow up on how did you, uh, why, why did, when along the way have you got really dialed into marketing and numbers? Because you're right up my alley. When, Wow. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have fun. Um, you know, I've always loved math, just math 
and statistics yeah. and numbers. Like I just, I tell people right. I always have math and numbers running, you know, running around my head. And um, I kind of, you know, taking you back to my origin story of my very first business, I was 10 years old. I asked my parents for $200 for a boom box and they said, nope, go find a way to make your own money. We're not going to give you $200, you know, get out of here. And uh, they're like, the only money you get from us is uh, $4 a week to cut the grass. And I'm like, hey, okay, I, I make $4 a week cutting grass. If I could go make, you know, that 10 more times in a week, that's, that's, a, that's a great deal. So I asked if I could use their lawnmower. I went and proceeded to knock on neighbors' doors and, you know, charge anywhere from 10 to $15 to, to mow, mow grass for the neighbors. And I landed a few accounts. So just in my mind, as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, okay, if I do this many you know, this many lawns, I knock on this many doors, I'll earn this much money. And then I'll have my, my end game end goal, my, my boom box, right. And right. three and a half weeks or, or whatever it is. So I, I literally, I had a little notepad of how many doors I knocked on, how many accounts I landed. And it's just, that's how that process worked for me. That whole ROI, the whole process of determining that seeing, you know, seeing what worked um, has something I've just, I've always really naturally enjoyed it. And and I didn't know at 10 years old that like, this is a fundamental thing you should track in business. It's just kind of how my, how my brain was wired. It is amazing how many people that turned into entrepreneurs started when they were kids with, they had an experience like that. When I was eight years old, I don't know why I, I, I have no idea how any of this was like surreal, but I saw in TV Guide an ad that you could sell TV guides. Now, this is back in the 1820s, you know, because I'm ancient. Yes. But uh, uh, for the 15 cents for a TV guide, and, uh, you know, that was how you found out what was on TV. There was nothing else. You know, there was no uh, cable or no internet. And there's none of these guides that are on TV now. So you had to go to TV Guide. And somehow I built up a route in our neighborhood of 50 houses that I'd so collect the 15 cents, give them their thing. I'd keep four cents and I'd send a check to the company for 11 cents times 50. And I was an entrepreneur and that, you know, when you're young and that gets in your system, it never leaves. You know, I wish someone had come along and told me about the lawn thing because I could have made a whole lot more money, you know, cutting grass. Yeah, the lawns was was great, and then that turned into shoveling snow, and then uh, you know, peddling candy bars out of the uh, the middle school locker. So, no, it was always a fun endeavor. Like that's business was something for me that I really found, you know, identity and purpose and acceptance in. I mean, I wasn't the you know, I wasn't the uh, the sports kid, the jock. You know, um, I had big big buck teeth and uh, some headgear. I uh, got, got bullied and, and beat up a lot growing up. So, I mean, business was just kind of my outlet and my escape. And I've just, just totally, totally leaned into it. So what got your attention as your first, what was captured your imagination and when uh, got, did you get started in business? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the story I just shared that being, being 10 and mowing lawns, I mean, that was like, Hey, you know, here, I, I want a boom box. I've got some resources to go and, um, mow, mow lawns and count money and, and make my money. So I was always doing a little bit of that while I was going through, you know, school, middle school, high school. But, you know, I'd say what my first, you know, official business was, um, when I was in college. So from 1999 to 2003, I was at Colorado State University here in Fort Collins, and um, I got approached by 
a national college painting company. So basically they offer students uh, an opportunity, an internship with them to learn all about the, the painting industry. So it was a very um, sales and marketing focused and driven organization. So that kind of brought me back to my roots. You know, I'm 18, 19, uh, getting, getting back to that. So I made, um, gosh, I made six figures over four years in college painting houses. And I just shared that number because I managed to, uh, spend like twice what I made graduate, graduate Colorado state. And, you know, I wasn't going to stay in painting. It's a, you know, it's a dirty, dirty business, hard work. You're sweating in the summer. It's seasonal. Like here's all the reasons I didn't like it. And I actually was a bad painter. So I jump into the mortgage business back in, you know, 2003, four, five. And, and, um, you know, if you remember those days, everybody was in it, everybody was able to make, you know, some, some good amounts of money, but uh, I ended up working for a very conservative bank that, um, I just, we didn't get along. I had to wear a, a suit and tie to the office every day and meet these quotas and make these calls. And, you know, I was planning my escape from the bank and, um, literally one day the, uh, the bank mortgage, uh, bank president, the mortgage division calls me in and fires me. Um, can we, can we curse on, can we curse on the show if it's quoting? I think you probably will, but go ahead. He, yeah. I mean, he, he said, put all your shit in a box. You know, he literally, I, like I had not even met the guy yet. It was the new, the new incoming president. He's like, Matt, you know, I'm so-and-so put your shit in a box. You're fired. And I'm um, standing there in shock and went and grabbed everything and literally stepped out. So you, you know, you asked about when it, when it really clicked for me. I mean, my, my first official business is, you know, it's March, 2005. I'm 20. What, 22, 23 years old, recently married, lots of debt, um, you know, have these dreams to go conquer something in the business world, not really right. knowing yet. And all I knew how to do was paint houses. So I literally grabbed my stuff, stepped into the parking lot and I, you know, made a couple of vows. I'm like, Hey, I'm never going to work for somebody again. I pulled off the tie. I'm like, I'm never wearing a tie to work. I'm just going to be me. I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. And, um, I'm going to go give this painting thing a run. And that's, that's when our, you know, M and D painting, our painting company launched. And then really never, never looked back. But I remembered those lessons from being nine years old. I'm like, hey, I can knock on this many doors at this time. And I, you know, I know how to do the proposals and the estimates and just got right back into that space very quickly. Cause I, I was forced to, like really forced you knew, to. You knew the propose how to do the proposals at all because of that apprenticeship program you went. Right. I, I did. Yeah. That was kind of my, you know, my JV per se, right. I was there learning, you know, learning all the ins and outs of, of the business. And, and I, I just knew if I put in the work that, that so, I could generate those results. Thanks for listening to the million dollar mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.